0: You're listening to podcast audio from Radiant Church, located in Bay City, Michigan. For more information on Radiant Church, you can check us out on www.radiantbc.com or follow us on social media at Radiant Bay City. For welcoming me, I want you to know that many of you may not know me, but we are so grateful for you and for this church and for the pastors and the leaders and the, the whole team the money that this, this church is being able to sow into our ministry every month is going towards one of our orphanages to spend, to, to take all of their expenses. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. I always say that we are a ministry that has been, that started in 1976 by my father. And uh, I'm an engineer by profession, did my master's in the great Country of United States of America, I came to heaven. They want to go back, but my call is in the nation of India, and uh, I went back in 2013. And that's what I was mentioning in the video. That you know, we have close to 4,500 churches in 28 states of India that has been established over the 40 years of uh, the the lifespan of our ministry since the humble days that we began. 17 orphanages, 15 Bible colleges. We have 10 schools teaching uh, children, almost 6,000 children in villages. We just, we have an engineering school and, and the list goes on. We teach women how to sow. Uh, in, in India, when, like you saw the, uh, the video, many of our church people are not able to get clean drinking water and these things may be so uh, out of out of the world for you because they became believers the whole village ostracized them and isolated them from drinking clean water but i want you to know that if you if you would have seen carefully on the plaque it says another radiant church helped us build that well amen and not only that we were able to not only provide clean drinking water to our church members, but we used it as a tool to tell them that we still love that village. So people come and they know about the love of Jesus Christ because we're able to do that. So I just want to encourage each one of you that, uh, you know, I'm here all the way from India because we could not get 4,500 pastors in a jumbo jet, so they sent me. <laughs> and uh, the main reason I come, I don't come here to... to. uh, uh to preach to you and show how good of a preacher I am because I know I'm not. But I come here for two things. One, to say thank you. And two, to let you know that the nation of India needs you. And what can you do? Well, I'll be in the back at the, at the table. I have some flyers. I'll have my laptop if you would like, if you would like to see our website, if you would like to sign up, we send a a mailer out every uh, twice, twice a month. So whatever it is that you would like to do, or the the least you can do, many of you, you can shake my hand. I don't have COVID and I used, I used all the hand sanitizer stuff. I know you think I smell good too. So give me a hug if you want and, Pray for us, amen? That would mean a lot to me, and it would mean a lot to us. And uh, my name is Ranjit Abraham, like I said, I have only one wife and two children. (laughs) It's not that kind of party. (laughs) But God has been good to me, and uh, I will... uh, You know, many, many of you may not be able to say my name. So I was telling the brother who was beside me when I was saying hi, just call me Run. My name is Run Jeet. All right. Don't don't rack your brains too much. Just run. Pray for Run. So, uh, but I have something I would like to share with you today. And uh, before that, if you would like to check out our website, it's ChristForIndia.org. In not .org, not .com, not .edu, not .whatever. Uh, so please check it out and pray for us. And uh, Amen. That's my two-minute spiel. I'm done. Let's get into the Word of God. Amen. Today I'm going to speak about forgiveness and our journey towards forgiveness. You know, many of us, there was this, uh, uh, there was this, they were doing this, this, uh, this practical thing of how difficult for every grudge that you have, they give you like a piece of stone. And uh, in a psychological clinic, they were doing this and then they found out that the, the person that they were asking to put one stone in the bag for every grudge that they had, By the time it was done, it was such a heavy burden that they were carrying. And grudges, that bag was full of grudges. Imagine if it's so hard to physically carry that load. Many of us are carrying that emotional load for many, many, many years. I want you to know that unforgiveness, it procrastinates or delays the destiny that God has in store for you. How can you run? You can run much further if you were not bound by 20 pounds of weight. In the same way, how can you reach what God has for you if you're carrying all these grudges, these, these, uh, these things against other people? Today, I want to talk about an individual and how he approached this journey of forgiveness and see if it applies to you. And uh, just a few reminders for us to just glean on. And I would like to end today by really praying and believing for the Holy Spirit to touch people in this church so that you can walk free out of these doors today. Amen. Amen? This person was betrayed by his family he was betrayed by his friends. His own family wanted him to be dead. They sold him. He got, he got uh, picked by his boss's wife. And she tried to seduce him. He was in jail. Was left by the friend that said would remi- remember him when he gets out of jail. But he forgot him too. I'm talking about nobody else but Joseph. Amen. I don't think anybody has been betrayed like the way Joseph had. You know, in forgiveness, there are two types of forgiveness. One is a one-way or a unilateral forgiveness, which means that we don't forgive because the other person asked us to forgive. We forgive because we want to let that go. Many of you must be in that place. An example of that is Jesus Christ. He was on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. Nobody said, I want your forgiveness. Nobody asked him to forgive, but he decided to forgive. And the second is a two-way forgiveness where one person asks for forgiveness to restore a relationship that has been broken previously. So this is the story of Joseph and he was betrayed by his own family members and long story short, he, was, he became the prime minister of Egypt and then uh, there's a famine in the land of Israel and they all, the father sends his uh, children to go out and get some, get some grain because we're starving, we're going to die. And they go there and they don't, they don't recognize who, who Joseph has become, but Joseph recognizes them. And this is, these are the steps that I want to talk to you about very briefly, about if you've really forgiven somebody, these are the identifiers for you to to know. I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 45, verse 1. Step 1. Then Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. No one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. If you want to embark on this journey of forgiveness, my friends, the first step, please do not have a third person involved in your restoration process. I don't know how it is here, but in India, we always want somebody to back us up. Do you know what he did to me? That that, that dude doesn't even know you. You just met him yesterday in church. Do you know what he did to me? He hurt me so bad. Is that right? Can somebody do like that? Can somebody behave like that? Is that the right way to do? Is that the Christian way to do? No. If you have a problem with somebody, you need to talk to that person only. Everybody else, get out of the room. We don't need your opinion. We don't need your input. We don't need your counseling. We don't need to know anything. But if I have a problem with him, or if I have a problem with you, we say, well, let's get together. Let's discuss this. So if you think that you can lead to a process of restoration in relationships and you keep on trying to pull a third person, come on, vouch for me, come on, defend me, come on, mama, come on, papa, you know I love you so much, please say good things about me so that you can be on my side. I'm telling you, that will never work for you. Do you know the people that we just resolve a situation and they go out of the double doors, and they talk stuff about us. We say, sorry, and we go, oh my God, I can't believe that guy, oh, I can't believe that girl. Oh, if you're in marriages, you know this, what I'm talking about. <laughs> your husband just forgot to put the towel in the right place. Forgive him, sister. You don't need to call up your girlfriend. <laughs> Right after he went to work. And then be like, you know what he did to me? You know how he did? This is not the first time this is happening. Uh, How many times? How many times should I forgive him? One time, two times, three times? Forgive him. Seven times, 70. Hello? Don't involve a third person. Step number two. Verse four. It says like this. So Joseph said to his brothers, Come near me. And they came near him and he said, I'm your brother Joseph whom you sold in Egypt. Step number two. If you want to embark on that journey of restoration, you need to tell that person to come close. I don't know how it is here, but in India, Especially when it comes to marriages, but please don't be thinking that my wife is crazy. She's going to kill me. Every time we find men, are you, I'm sorry. Get away from me. Get away from me. Right? Don't talk to me. We're running. (laughs) I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry. No, don't talk to me ever again. But if you really want to forgive, you will say, come close to me. Um, let's talk about this come come close to me step number three and now verse five says do not be distressed or angry with yourself because you sold me here for God sent me before you to preserve your life when you really forgive somebody You will not pour guilt over guilt. You will not keep saying the same thing that has already been forgiven. You will not keep on saying, "You know," and I'm sorry, men just forget things, but you know, women just can't just can't seem to forget what happened in 2008. Not that men are good. You know, they say this men can forget, but they cannot forgive. Women can forgive, but they cannot forget. That's very true. So if you really want to forgive, bro, stop bringing it up again and again and again. He made a mistake, he did something that was not right. He stole. He slandered. He said some things which were not right. He did not. He he apologized for it. Don't bring it up five years later. You know what you did that day? You should be lucky that I'm even talking to you. If it was any other I love this one. If it was anybody else, they would have thrown you beside the, the curb. But I I gave you another chance. Let me tell you what. You will never restore that relationship. That's not forgiveness. Because when you choose to forgive, you choose to forget. Amen? Amen. Step number four. Verse nine. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me the Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me and do not tarry. When you really forgive somebody, you see here, if it was me, if I was Joseph, you know what I would have said? I would have told my brothers. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you better, you better kiss the ring now. <laughs> and I'll tell you what you need to do. You need to go back to Papa and you go tell him all the things you did with me. And then you come back. But what did he do? He protected his brothers from the person that would be hurt the most by their actions. How are we when we forgive people? In India, we forgive, but we make sure that that person's, that person's standing in the community is completely down. We make sure that we insult them privately, and let everybody know what he did, what she did, what she was involved in, what she was doing before. So we have this holy, sanctified, judgmental, Christian look that we give to all those people that have made a mistake walking into church. We say, praise the Lord. And then we go and say, that's the one. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I saw her over there with him doing that. But if you really forgive, you protect their interest. You protect the things that matter the most to him. The most to her. Whether it be abuse. Whether it be hurt. Do you know that the people that hurt us the most are the people that are the closest to us? The people that we did the most for? The, the people that we invested the most time on. They are the people that hurt us the most. And today, you know, I don't know how it is in, in the U.S., but in India, you know, we, we have all sort of degrading names for people when we are kids, you know? Like if I'm dark, I'll be blacky. If I'm big, I'll be fat and bald, all kinds of names which deposit themselves in forming our identity about ourselves in our heart. Whether it be something that your parents said when you were growing up. Whether it be something that that your your friends said when you were growing up. Four steps I gave to you in order for you to know whether you've really forgiven that individual or not. I want to conclude in the next few minutes before I I pray. What really, it's very easy for you, Ranjith, to say all these things. Four points, great, well done. But it's not easy to do that. So I want to, I want to show you in, in summation and in conclusion what, how was Joseph freely able to move on with life? It's found in Genesis chapter 41. I'm going to read from verse 50 onwards. It says here, Before the year of the famine came, Two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, bore them to him. Joseph called the firstborn Manasseh for he said that God has made me forget all my hardships in my father's house and he named the second called Ephraim for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. So in order for you to move on with life you would have two babies. Just checking if you're asleep. Many of you like sign me up on that one. I'm just kidding. Two, the first thing I want you to know is if you want to really move on with life, you need to have a new family. And you know what this church is? It's that new family. Family. If you want to move on with the people that have hurt you, with the people, it could be the people that are closest to you. It could be the people that you trusted the most. But I want to let you know you will be really able to move on when you come into these doors and you tell the, the know that this house of God is a brand new family for you, where God's presence is felt where people do not judge the color of your skin. They don't judge what you have done in the past. They do not judge what you've been through in your life. They don't judge where you've been in your life, but they welcome you with open arms. You need to have a new family, a new beginning. they the two spiritual babies. And today, I want to let you know that Think about this. Unforgiveness stems from a place where you feel that injustice has happened with you. When you feel that the things that has been done against you is not fair. But today, in the middle of betrayal, Joseph, found a new family and he named both of his children and one of them, the first one, he named them as Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my hardships. That's what the house of the Lord does for you, my friend. You tell the Holy Spirit to come into your life. You tell Jesus, "I want I I I cannot forgive that man. I cannot forgive that woman. I cannot forgive that individual with what he did to me, with what she did to me. What the way they 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 the way they hurt me, the way they they injured me, the way they wounded me. I cannot do it." And Jesus says, "Look up to heaven and say, "Holy Spirit, Ephraim is being born. God, not me." But you made me forget all my hardships. You made me forget all the things that had been done against me. They were not fair. Joseph tells his brothers, You sent me here to die, but God sent me to preserve life. Hallelujah. That can only happen, my dear friends, when we really have that spiritual baby in our heart and we tell God, God, it's not because of me. You have made me forgive. You have made me forget. You have made me move on with my life. Today, I pray and I hope that today you have the spiritual baby of of Manasseh in your life. And secondly and finally, I want you to know Ephraim. I want you to know that where you were five years ago before that traumatic experience is not where you are today in Jesus' name. (laughs) Hallelujah. If you see, I have two marks on my hands. I have two marks on my hands. I fell down from my bike when I was 20 years old, almost lost my life. You know, we don't wear helmets and all of that stuff in India. We're we're the real deal. <laughs> I don't need to go skydiving to be adventurous. I just step outside my house and go on a bike without a bike without 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 any gear. We've got dogs. we you you know how I fell down? A dog came on in the way. And we were on all our fours and I was, the reason my hands happened was because I was trying to get off the guy who was in front of me. And we were dragging on the road and I got off him and both my hands, it became, I, I was like Michael Jackson with, like, with two, two things and two gloves in my hands for like two months. <laughs> but what am I trying to say? Many of us use these scars to wallow in self-sympathy of what has happened to us. But if you have Ephraim in your heart, you say, God, you have made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. You have two options. Either you look at the the scars that you have in your life and you say you know what happened to me You know what he did. You know what she did. You know what happened You know when when I was a three-year-old five-year-old ten-year-old this happened that happened or You look at the scars in your life And you thank the lord That they're not wounds anymore They're scars which remind you of God's protection over your life, which remind you of God's faithfulness in your life. Jesus told Thomas, touch the scars where I was nailed because I was wounded on the cross. You're right. But now they're only scars. Touch it. Because that's what God can do through Jesus Christ your wounds your hurt can become a source of power and encouragement to people around you hallelujah so today what am I trying to say to you Ranjit? nice sermon Very good, thank you. I'm not gonna be saying today that if you lift up your hands today, then I'm gonna pray for you and boom, you're gonna be okay. No, what do I want? What is my, my call to action to this sermon? You know what it is? I'm going to encourage you to say, Ranjit, I want to take my first step towards my journey of forgiveness amen and I promise you that Manasseh that Ephraim is going to be born in your life he's going to take place he's going to take root of your life till today if you were looking at your offender and walking the other way, come close to me. I want to talk to you. Whether it's one-way forgiveness, maybe the people that you have an issue with, the offender is not even in this city anymore, but you're still holding on to that grudge. That offender is probably even dead and you're still holding on to that grudge. Today, the Holy Spirit is going to let you to let go of that in Jesus' name. And if there's somebody that you need to forgive if there's somebody that you need to restore a relationship with come close to me it's okay it's okay you did that against me but today two spiritual babies are born in my heart in your heart God I couldn't do it but you made me forget my afflictions and you made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Hallelujah! You know many people have said many things about me when I was growing up and I was and as I was as I was preparing this message and I preached it in my church almost two three weeks ago I was I was reminded of all these people that that I'm carrying that burden on but today I want to join with you and surrender it at the feet of Jesus Christ what is my hope today my hope is not that you took the four points and you go and say, well done buddy, good job, good. That's fine, thank you. But I want somebody's life to be changed by the power of God today. That's what I was praying for yesterday. That's what me and Pastor Marco were talking about in the car yesterday, that God, I really want to, to leave something in this house before I go. So today I'm gonna to give each one of you an opportunity what is the question question is who wants to embark with one step towards the journey of forgiveness towards the journey of restoration hallelujah if that's you I just if you don't mind I would like to pray for you if you can Stand up in your places if you like. I would like, I would love to pray for you and just let the Holy Spirit touch you, speak to you where you are. Because I really want this day to be a life-changing moment for you. Not just sorry. I want you to know that sorry is, is, is is not repentance. I want you to know repentance is when your confession and your acts both come together. Today, the Holy Spirit wants to touch you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just want to give one more minute. If you want to let go of something, if you want to, if you want to tell the Lord, Lord, I don't know how to do it. And I'm, I'm promising you that my sermon may or may not help you, but God and the Holy Spirit can help you this morning. He can make you take that one step of forgiveness. He can make you get on that journey of forgiveness. Hallelujah. Oh, Rabba Shandare. If that's you this morning, I just want you to stand up in your places because this is just because I, I cannot do anything for you, but the Holy Spirit can. Shandare gada di, ah, Rabha, Rabha, gada di. Hallelujah. hallelujah, 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 Lord. Lord I just come to your throne of grace God we thank you Lord we thank you Lord I thank you for my dear dear sisters my dear brothers who are saying that they want to start on that journey of forgiveness we don't we know it's not easy Father We we know it's not it's not going to be easy to do that but Father we are not saying that it's going to be done tonight but we say that we are going to take a step towards our journey of forgiveness God we are going to tell that person we are not going to include a third person in our conflict we are not gonna we're gonna tell that person come close to me we're gonna tell that person we're not gonna include a third person to talk bad about that person we are going to talk highly of that person why because that's what you are teaching us to do God Lord and we pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ Lord let Manasseh be born let Ephraim be born Lord, you have made me fruitful, God, how I was last year when the, when the, when the thing happened in my life is not how I am and it will not be how I will be tomorrow, Father. Lord, I pray, I pray, I pray for my dear brothers and sisters who are standing in their place. God, I thank you, Lord, for the courage that you have given them. But I pray more than that, Lord, I speak the Holy Spirit to touch them right now, Lord Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit touch them, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord touch them Lord let them let go of every infirmity let them let go of every hurt let them let go of every baggage every wrong word that rings in their heart in their in their ears every day when they get up when they see that person all the things that person said against them all the things that people said to them all the acts that were done against them God I pray in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth let the peace of God restore Restore their hearts. Restore their minds, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit is touching you, church. Receive, receive, receive the forgiveness. I want to let you know the Holy Spirit is telling me your journey of forgiveness is probably not forgiving somebody else. But today, your journey of forgiveness is by you forgiving yourself. Hallelujah. Let it go. Let it go let it go. Let that thing go. Let that offense go. Let that hurt go. Let that burden go. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Lord in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth Lord let healing come let healing come Lord I pray God we no words can heal heal the hurt that has happened no words can heal the brokenness that has occurred no hurt can no no words can change the pain but I pray let the spirit of God let the refreshing Water of Jesus Christ is wash, wash through their hearts right now. Lord, I pray, today is a new day. Today is a new beginning. The journey has begun. The journey has begun my dear friends I've only told you the steps for you to take to get on that journey of forgiveness but I want to let you know at the end of the day it is only the Holy Spirit many of you I want to let you know if you want to stop feeling hurt you need to change your family change your family when I say family I don't mean run away from your home and and come and sit in the church change that circle of influence that you have the people that are talking down to you if it's a relationship if it's if it's if it's a it's a father mother uncle aunt whatever it is i want you to protect yourself and say that i am going to remove myself from that situation and i'm going to find a new family for myself and i tell you today if you don't have any family i assure you that radiant base city is the family for you because you will find hope here you will find peace here you will find joy here and you will find the presence of god available let forgiveness come Lord we forgive maybe our parents, we forgive our children, we we'll forgive our spouses, we forgive our husband, our wives, our teachers, eighth grade, sixth grade, we forgive those bullies, we forgive all those people who did wrong to us. Holy Spirit come, in Jesus name we pray, amen, amen. Thank you so much, God bless you, thank you.